turn up your brand fame with Australia's number one podcast network, Listener. From Hamish and Andy, Australia's number one comedy podcast, to the very latest daily news at 7am, Listener has highly engaged environments where you can tell potential customers all about your brand. Listener reaches over 6.6 million monthly users and is growing every month. To find out more about advertising on Listener, visit sca.com.au forward slash Listener. Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, Foxtel thinks about merging KO and Binge. Nine thinks about selling a stake in Stan. And the ABC thinks about shifting its budgets to digital. Unmade. It's Monday, October 24. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim Burrows. Good morning, Abe. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very busy weekend. How about yours? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. It feels like it was a very short amount of time in Tasmania, having had all the usual weather adventures getting back from Sydney last week for the uh, upfronts from Foxtel. I'm now contemplating a similar battle to head back to Sydney for the seven upfronts where we've got various washed out bridges and similar. So it's always an adventure in Tasmania. It was a big weekend for me too. We flew a lot of our staff in from around uh, the country and we all had some training and it was kind of an early Christmas dinner in October. So always exhausting, but yeah, just great to get the team together and to really get that camaraderie, especially when you work remotely. It's, It's just so powerful getting together. All fun at Abe's audio. Um, Where should we start this week? Well, let's kick off with Foxtel. I know you're at their upfronts, as you said, in Sydney last week, and there's more on the company's future in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age today. But before we come to that, what did we learn from the Foxtel upfronts? For me, the most significant thing was the fact that Binge, which is one of Foxtel Group's streaming services, that's the kind of general entertainment one, will launch an advertising tier. Now, that's not in isolation. Uh, Recently, um, Netflix announced the timing of the launch of its tier, which is actually quite soon, very early in November, so that the marketplace is beginning to change. Now, you know, the the way the advertising tiers work is you get pretty much the same content, but maybe at more um, basic quality sizes, fewer screens as a consumer, um, and obviously the consumer needs to be willing to consume maybe four minutes of advertising or something per hour. Um, so interesting seeing Foxtel doing that as well. They also announced um, one or two uh, new commissions, you know, several recommissions. Uh, I think the one that I'm most intrig- intrigued by is Strife, which is uh, based on Mia Friedman's um, memoir, Work Strife Balance. By my count, I think she's done three memoirs now. So the the creator of Mamma Mia, uh, one of uh, Australia's uh, best known magazine editors back in the day. So so that 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 could be fun. Um, very very loosely based on her book, I think, played by Asha Keddy. So uh, kind of a list talent. Um, but yeah, so it, I guess that's the thing about Upfronts. They're not just all about announcing content anymore. It's about the strategic moves as well. You said the same amount of content, but how would that how would that play out if some of the uh, the free to airs have the rights to the uh, advertising um, 
portion of that content? Will it will it unlock or lock up content from these streams that want to do ad supported now? Yeah, look, that's a very good point. It's a, it's a point that James Warburton, the boss of Seven, made a while back when he was talking about the Netflix advertising tier. Because in some cases, people do have the rights to the free version now of course where it's murkier is where it's still behind a paywall but there's advertising as well so um i i i I actually did ask the question about binge and they insisted it'll be exactly the same content so uh, it does look like the deal they've got and their key deal is is with hbo um it does look like um they will be able to make all of that available um they haven't quite given the details of price or timing yet other than to say early next year. So what about Foxtel in the longer term? Yeah, so there's an interesting story um, which has come up in the the kind of the old Fairfax, now nine newspapers. So you can, depending where you're reading it, you can read it in the Sydney Morning Herald or The Age or the Brisbane Times. Um, so uh, um, Patrick Delaney, who did speak at the Foxtel event, he's the boss of Foxtel, also spoke at an event in Singapore and somewhat industriously, Zoe Samios, um, the reporter who's written this story, has managed to get hold of the video for that. And he was actually talking quite a lot about strategy. Now, now one of the the points he made or acknowledged was, as I say, um, one of those key rights deals is HBO. Um, now, that will expire um, at, towards the end of next year, the current deal. I actually that 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 that's when Zoe reports it was expiring. Anyway, I I thought it was slightly sooner than that, but of course they then they they're not always that public about exactly what the um what the timings are. So that obviously creates a major issue for Foxtel Group for their broadcast offering and for Binge because it's such an important you know part of the content. You know at the moment, um, you know House of the Dragon is what's you know driving everybody. Um, now uh, the, the, there's a couple of things that Foxtel has to do to prepare for that moment. One of which is to try and do a new deal. Now at the moment um, in the US, Warner Brothers Discovery own hbo and it's an absolute shit fight in the us it's it's a really really messy merger there's a huge amount of debt coming through um there's a lot of layoffs a lot of cost cutting so there's still a possibility that we may not see them launch a streaming service um that soon in australia just because they've got so many other distractions so we can't we can't write off the fact that foxtel could get to, to, to keep going um but the other intriguing thing as well as acknowledging that was patrick delaney also talked about the fact that the streaming services peak and that at some point binge and their sporting platform ko may have to merge so i don't know what that means for brands like you know i'm i'm always a fan of think it's adam ferrier saying who's um now at think about best number of brands is one so obviously we've got binge we've got ko hey we've even got flash so so whether it becomes bayo or kinge i don't know <laughs> um but you know that or maybe they'll get a better marketer than me to think of something better than that as but, long as it's not cringe then we'll be fine yes as long as it's not cringe yes that would not be ideal now something that has gone on over the years is foxtel chopping and changing with its brands with its streaming brands you know we had honestly i i i 
it got to a point where as a consumer I lost track, whether it was mm. Foxtel Go, Foxtel Now. Um, there was another one at one point as well before they went to the separate brands. So there is there I do get that slight shudder that they're getting back in old habits there if they are going to do away with what have become quite quickly quite powerful brands but uh, but yeah that's certainly what um the company seems to be acknowledging and that's i think the first time i've seen it reported that they might merge the two so sticking with streaming there are also reports that nine might be preparing to sell a stake in stan yeah this one broke late last week um it was uh, in the australian and the the particular column, which is a sort of deals column, and it's very speculative. So I'm always a bit cautious about giving too much weight. Um, now, something which Nine has thought about for a long time is taking another US studio partner or similar in Stan. Um, and that was sort of opportunity was kind of opened up because, you know, back in the day, Stan was a joint venture between Nine and Fairfax. They owned 50% each. And then when Nine and Fairfax merged, or, you know, Nine was the, the, the senior partner, then at that point, um, obviously they had a hundred percent, which potentially created the ability to sell, sell, sell a bit of a stake. Now, I thought at the time, and this is like maybe 2017, 2018, that might be somebody like Disney or someone might come in and, you know, just launch into the market, you know, instead of launching Disney Plus as they have here, um, do something like that. So I, I think what we're talking is a strategic stake. So as I say, that was reported in the Australian. And then this morning, the AFR, which is part of the Nine Stable, um, reports – um, the headline is stand not for sale, but open to partnerships as peak subscriber nears. Now, when you read between the line, you realize that when they say partnerships, they actually do mean a stake is for sale, just maybe not the whole thing. Um, the, one of the issues, though, is most of the US studios now have got their own um, arrangements. So I'm not quite sure who that potential partner would be. And then the other thing is the valuation of streaming services have kind of fallen ever since Netflix started missing their subscriber numbers. Those stratospheric valuations have all sort of dropped away a little bit. Um, so it might be that if, if Nine was to get a kind of investment partner or a strategic partner, it might have missed the moment at the certainly at the at the peak of the market. You know, as I say, the likes of kind of Netflix, the likes of um, Paramount, which obviously owns Paramount Plus, and here in this market, ten have all sort of seen their values fall away. Um, so there, there probably is another round of consolidation coming. Um, I had a wonderful piece of speculation over the weekend that maybe um, this was this was on the Pivot podcast. Maybe Netflix would, which is already working quite closely with Microsoft, maybe Netflix will be acquired by Microsoft, who are providing the advertising services for the Netflix advertising tier. So um, that was just a bit of speculation rather than something they'd heard was happening. But I thought, wow, that would be such an interesting move. Next, the ABC rethinks its priorities. Unmade couple of stories about the ABC in this morning's papers. Let's start with the Sydney Morning Herald. 
Tim? Yeah, so this this is one, um, and there's there's a there's a crop of um, ABC stories over the last few days because um, the ABC um, published its or tabled its annual report, as did SBS as well. Um, now, um, uh, the, the 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 report you, you're just referring to. Um, suggests that one of the things the ABC is contemplating ahead of the end of its current five-year strategy, which was only unveiled back in 2020, is to start to shift allocation from broadcast, from television and radio, to digital platforms, things like um, ABC iView. Now, that does sort of make sense to me because it does come in, in, in the backdrop of you know, something I've written about on Unmade several times now, um, the fact that younger audiences, younger demographics, do seem to be turning their back on ABC as a broadcast medium. So, you know, radio is is in young younger audiences is fading. Um, you know, Triple J is nowhere near what it used to be, for instance. Um, same in television as well. And, of course, that also came in the backdrop of um, there was something of a backlash to Fran Kelly being given the uh, Friday night chat show. Um, and there was the argument that isn't it time to give someone younger a chance, which in turn then became an argument about ageism. So, um, you know, they, but the, the, the context certainly is, is the ABC for people who are outside of kind of the white middle-aged Australia um, or certainly if not middle-aged aging um so yeah i think that sort of change in priorities um does make sense um certainly it does feel like it needs to do something to reconnect to new audiences and the australian has looked at the abc staffing numbers today which was an interesting story yeah so that's in the australian's media section again comes out of the annual report um you know, one of the, 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 the points it makes is that um, the ABC has got the highest staffing numbers in five years, which in part represents the slightly more certainty about its funding under the Labour government. Uh, ABC has 4,563 employees, um, which I don't know if that feels like a lot or not. I'm, I, I was listening over the weekend to some coverage of the BBC the, the UK's equivalent broadcaster because they're having their hundredth anniversary at the moment, and um, I seem to remember the BBC employs something like twenty thousand people. So compared to that, four thousand five hundred and sixty-three, not so much. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a slight growth in, in in numbers, in part because of extra funding coming via Google and Facebook. That money that was forced out of the platforms for all for several of the media players under the news media bargaining code negotiations um but yeah certainly um what you'd like to think is that this signals is you know a couple of years back the abc probably hit rock bottom and hopefully it's a sign that it's beginning to come out the other side next an early deal for the tennis rights Let's turn to sports rights now, Tim. Nine might be about to do an early deal to renew tennis. Yes, lots of Zoe Samuels bylines in the pre- in the uh, press today. Um, certainly in the media and marketing press. So this is another one from Zoe. Now this is this this is one out of her stable, Nine Entertainment Co., who hold the rights to the tennis. 
Now, what she's reporting is that Nine have started very early conversations with Tennis Australia about a renewal at a value of something like $85 million per year for the sport. Now, I think before it was about $50 million a year or something like that. So this is a, this is a big jump. Um, but, um, you know, I suspect that it might reflect the real value of tennis now because, you know, it, I, I guess the thing about, you know, any sports rights deal is that, that you know, it's, it's another version of Moneyball. You've got to work out as the broadcaster, you know, what, you know, what your costs of, of producing coverage of the sport are then the the rights you pay and what you can get back in terms of advertising and 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 marketing and it it looked like one of the smart things nine did when it it won the tennis when it walked away from cricket and switched across to tennis much to everyone's surprise was it picked up a little bit of a bargain really so um, perhaps tennis had been a little bit undervalued previously when it had been on seven. And um, it meant that nine saved a lot of money by making that switch and still had a decent kind of summer sport as well. Um, so it feels like this is just a move to make sure that, um, for instance, seven doesn't come in and, and, and snatch it away from them in a more competitive situation. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see that maybe this deal will be done as an extension without even going out to the wider market. So, so if this tennis deal does get done, as you say, what's left of the big sports rights? Well, this is the intriguing thing, and I think this is behind maybe one of the reasons why they're looking at it, is Seven have got cricket at the moment. That's the other big summer sport, but has been clear that it's falling out of love, certainly with Cricket Australia as an organisation. You know, things have gone legal. Seven wants out of that deal early if it can. Now, there are different forms of cricket, obviously. You've got Big Bash, which back in the day, um, 10 did a very good job at popularising. So that's the sort of 2020 format. You've then obviously got one day internationals and then you've got, you know, test cricket as well. So um, so that that's one that will come up. And really that's actually the last big one because, you know, as we've talked about recently, AFL's locked down now for years. NRL is not locked down now for years. So um, yeah, if tennis locks down, then cricket, becomes the only game in town and that's it for today we'd love to hear what you think of it at letters at unmade.media it's letters at unmade.media and if you happen to be in melbourne please do grab a ticket to our marketing in 2023 event on november the 15th yes it will be a good one don't forget to grab your ticket and if you'd like to support unmade you can become a paying member go to unmade.media to find out how Today's podcast was produced with usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. Toodle pip. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio. Turn up your brand fame with Australia's number one podcast network, Listener. From Hamish and Andy, Australia's number one comedy podcast, to the very latest daily news at 7am. Listener has highly engaged environments where you can tell potential customers all about your brand.
Listener reaches over 6.6 million monthly users and is growing every month. To find out more about advertising on Listener, visit sca.com.au forward slash listener.